This is Eric and Jordan from My Brothers and I. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Zanny, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. This is Travis from The Audio Sequence. I'm Jason Amare, and you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Hey everybody, welcome to Sounds of PDX. It's Thursday night, and tonight we're talking about our favorite live bands. And I've got Liquid Light in the studio with us. Anthony and Zach, how are you guys? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for being here. You've got a tour launch that's coming next week, so uh-huh. in honor of that, that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. You almost released your record a year ago. and Yeah, well, it's about time, I guess. <laughs> I mean, geez. You How got long has the band been together now? Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It'll be great. You got a ton of tour dates. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the show next week. And our playlist is packed full of bands that we think uh, are good live bands. And I first started going by the rule of like, if I hadn't seen them, I didn't want to put them on the list. And then you guys submitted like Hendrix. I'm like, I'm sure neither of you saw Hendrix live. So uh-huh. I'm good there. We'll put different bands on there. <laughs> uh, this week's playlist is brought to you by PDX Spotlight. This is Pseudobus with Olafants here on Sounds of PDX. Portland's own Pseudoboss here on Sounds of PDX. We're listening to our favorite live bands, and I'm joined by Anthony Medici and Zach Rodriguez from Liquid Light. How are you guys? Great. Doing awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to talk to you tonight about the things that musicians love and hate, which is live shows, right? Because they can either be exhilarating moments Mm -hmm. or some that make you want to sell your gear. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But before that, it starts with, I think, you know, creating art and wanting to share it, even Mm -hmm. when you're a brand new guitar player i don't know about you anthony but like i would want to share the weird riffs that i learned with my mom even if they were van halen riff or mm. ozzy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so do you have your first well, memories? it was my mom that i learned them with <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no. but uh everybody wants to be a good live band right i mean that's 95 percent of your life as a band you know between shows and rehearsals you only get to make a record so often you know what i mean so you might as well be in it to win it <laughs> so what was the first song you learned on the guitar damn it by blink 182 i was just thinking about that the other day yeah. <laughs> a lot of you learned your power chords early then uh-huh it's got a nice little riff there yeah how about you zach first song oh my gosh well incubus or yeah something. the first yeah. band I ever loved was incubus okay so yeah. it was it was probably something off the make yourself record i can't remember exactly which but uh yeah that was, they were my first musical love so so who did you share um, your songs with? Was there a friend or family member that you're like, you guys got to hear this? Because that's always a kind of a freaky moment to play for somebody for the first time. Well, I had a band pretty young in middle school and a group of friends who I played with. So uh, it was most, mostly just writing and playing it with those guys. And it wasn't so much like vulnerable to like share this thing that I had done because we were all kind of doing it together and learning how to do it together. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, one of the bands that uh, you guys submitted, I don't know who put it through, was uh, The Who. Mm-hmm. And they're like one of the best live bands when you've got... That's for sure. Pete Townsend is such a visual artist and Keith Moon, you know, when they obviously had him, both those guys alone are just monsters and then you've got Roger who's yeah. like one of the best front men of all time. Mm. I know. I hate it when people hate Roger. You know, it pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> he's show some respect. You know? <laughs> he's right. the man. Well, you guys submitted a really early pick from one of the best live bands in the world. This is The Who with Summertime Blues on PRP. Oh, Stick yeah. around. 
That's Pearl Jam on PRP, world-renowned live band, and definitely one of the best that I've ever seen. I've got Anthony and Zach from Liquid Light in the studio. And Zach, I want to ask you, what's the first band you saw live, like of your own, you wanted to go see? Shoot. Um, I mean, you know, the ironic thing, actually, is the first concert I wanted to, like, remember really wanting to go to is seeing a School of Rock show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I went to, before I was even, like, in the program or anything, um, I went to see their Metallica show. Um, I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Like, these kids are playing Metallica. And then, yeah, after that, I was <laughs> there for seven years. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly, they convinced me, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my earliest memory yeah. as far as, like, wanting to go see live music for the first time, I would say. That's cool. Yeah. What an event. Mm. How about you? Uh, that would have to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm, on the By the Way Tour. I was, okay. 2003. Yeah, that was great. That's the I one. still remember that show fondly it was really really good what was your favorite part what stood out to you i don't know everybody in that band is just so strong at what they do and like it wasn't like everybody had their own space and you could really hear what everyone was doing and it was the whole individual thing between them while like being such a great unit was really cool yeah so yeah i love that one and then i saw santana right after that oh really they were also a great live band yeah with what, with like Dennis 15? Chambers on drums. Yeah. 15 people on stage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One aspect of a live show that, that artists have to do sometime is they do acoustic shows. And one of the things that was really cool back in the 90s was the Unplugged series. I just thought it was so cool to see these bands come in and do these different sets that are stripped down. And I think one of the best and obviously the most famous is the Nirvana um, episode and they did a song called Plateau that's on our uh, playlist next. It's actually not a Nirvana song. Mm-hmm. It's a Meat Puppets track yeah. uh, from '84. Right. So talk to me about this. What does this song mean to you guys? Uh, at first, we were just trying to find something that wasn't from the '70s. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a great album. Uh, yeah, but you know, we have a lot of sort of '80s and '90s rock influence. But it turns out that wasn't so much such a golden age for live records you know right <laughs> compared to the 70s and 60s so uh so that was a plus and uh yeah it's a great i really like all those meat puppets covers yeah on mm. on that whole disc they're all really good omi is another great one and lake of fire of course yeah, lake and, of fire. Uh, yeah. yeah so we decided to go with that one and it's not like all apologies or something you know yeah exactly <laughs> it's a, yeah. just a hint awesome. more obscure not that it's very obscure but you know they have a pretty right. good drummer in that band, right, Zach? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't knock Dave. Can't knock Dave. What's, what's cool Dave about Dave tr- looks like he's trying so hard to hit the drums softly in that whole video. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks trying so hard to, like, you know, not yeah. in his nature, man. One thing that I think the next couple songs are going to prove is, is uh, a great live band or live performance can be done across all different genres and like you said on the playlist we've had the who we've got sabbath and hendrix so what we did is i added a couple um songs from other bands so we're going to do the unplugged nirvana and after that we've got jukebox by ani defranco here on prp Ani DeFranco, I've seen her live quite a bit, different iterations, with a horn section, solo by herself, with a three-piece band. It's always fantastic. We're talking about our favorite live acts tonight. Painful or not, what was your first live gig and how did it go? Ever, ever, ever would probably be when I was in a piano recital when I was six years old or something <laughs> like that, you know. 
if that counts. Uh, the first time I ever played a rock song in front of an audience was in seventh grade at ta- uh, Talent Show. Do you recall what it was? Mm-hmm. It was Fade to Black. Oh, Metallica. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. How would you say There's footage of that somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know, first ever performance ever, piano recital as well. <laughs> yep. Nice. And uh, I messed up in the middle of the song, and I turned around. I was probably like six or seven. I turned around, and I just started bawling. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started like, oh, clapping for me. And, oh. and, I, and I eventually I went back up and played the whole thing again, which was like, you know, it was nice. a crazy moment. So. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's my first that. performance experience ever. Yeah. yeah. Did you have anyone uh, kind of around that, that age period when you started playing, like, the rock stuff live? Did you have anyone that mentored you that, you know, kind of took you under their wing? Uh, yeah, my, my dad is the reason I play music, really. He was a drummer. Um, he had a small band um, uh, in the 90s, and uh, he kind of just pushed me into it. We had a storage unit, and there was a drum kit in there, and uh, one day he finally just got me to play, and, you know, it all just kind of took off from there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's killer. Yeah. Uh, just older kids. I remember being in sixth grade, and there's a group of seventh graders who, like, played guitar and stuff, and I thought they were all cool. And <laughs> uh, They're actually pretty talented, too, for seventh graders. Looking back, some pretty serious musicians got me into a lot of, like, progressive music and stuff like that, and fusion even, like, at age, like, 13. You know? Wow. Uh, so... Yeah, mostly those guys were, you know, once I saw, like, they were actually... And, like, you know, my dad played guitar and stuff, and there were guitars around the house, and I would hear him play sometimes, too. But it wasn't really until, like, those kids were, like, going with their band and stuff that I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, something, like, to do, you know, like, at school and stuff. Yeah. Do you do any type of guerrilla shows? Because those are always cool to, like... Guerrilla shows? Yeah, not have a permit and set up somewhere and play. Do you ever do any of those? Uh... Maybe at a few houses here, but no, we didn't really like go into the woods and like break out the generator <laughs> and like do that. You know, I try to avoid bringing my own PA if I can help it, you know, because my PA is pretty, uh, the speakers are pretty large, so we have enough big things to bring. I guess it, I guess it depends on the band setup. I mean, it, was, it was effective back in the day before social media. You do a, a pop up show somewhere and get somebody's attention until you get kicked out. That's always fun. Right. <laughs> well, you guys also brought in uh, Boom Boom by Tango Alpha Tango. Who brought mm-hmm. in that selection? Uh, they've just been good friends of ours for a couple years now and uh, always been supportive and good guys. Their new records are always fun to hear when they come out. This one is, uh, they did a, a cool thing. And they actually thing. did put out a live record, you know, yeah. which I can't really, I mean, I'm sure there are some that I'm unaware of, but I can't really think of many local bands that have put out a live record in the last couple of years anyway yeah except for them so i just wanted to three or four tip maybe the hat their yeah. way for that mm-hmm. reason that's pretty cool because we certainly haven't done it that's pretty <laughs> right. yeah this audio is from the performance they did at the crystal mm-hmm. um that video is really cool they kind of emptied the place yeah, it's, just it's had it all to themselves so mm-hmm. that's where the audio is from this is portland's own tango alpha tango here on prp Spanish Radio by Biffy Clyro here on PRP. We're talking about our favorite live bands with a couple members from Liquid Light. We've got Anthony and Zach. And now it's the time in the show where I'd like to ask you, what was your favorite 
live performance of all time in liquid light or otherwise what's like the most exhilarating live experience you've <laughs> Probably. had uh i like to think that the way we're going now is as good as we've ever done or better than we've ever done so i would have to say you know what we're doing at the moment you know i've there was a time where you know i would write songs and i wouldn't always be so happy with the way they turned out live and the more we go along the more it's fun to play the tunes live and you know it works better and i'm just happier than ever with how we sound as a live band so i don't think i've ever done it better than the way we've been doing it lately and, and i would agree yeah. with you you mm-hmm. know the first time i heard about you was from uh, jason Fillman, and i went online and uh i saw some of the videos of your older performances but it was three piece and the first time we talked you're like just wait Till you hear the record, like, you know, <laughs> the band lineup has changed. So when Uninitiated came out, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, some yeah. of the older songs were there, but the progress was so evident. I mean, mm-hmm. and you all have ridiculous chops. Well, live, I would so. like to think the progress is still evident uh, for the new release. Mm. We just finished the mixes for, by the way. We still have to master it and put the art together and all that fun stuff. Do you have a date picked out yet? No, no. not quite. Probably next year, early next yeah. year. So you're integrating the new songs with some of the tracks from Uninitiated. Um, you you do, like premiering any of these on tour? Uh, the We've songs? already played mm-hmm. uh, maybe half the songs live. Yeah. yeah. So like we got a lot of them in the live set now yeah. for sure. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, there are 14 songs on the record, so. Dang. Yeah. That's a nice LP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an actual LP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of the songs are. In the uh, 245 to 330 range. So, mm. like, on the shorter side for us, you know, our songs keep getting shorter. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I noticed that. they used to be a little bit longer. We used to be more in the four or five, six minute range. So, Zach, I'm going to ask you, I'll put you on the spot. What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on stage? <laughs> well, what I said earlier was pretty bad about the <laughs> piano recital. Uh, cried in that front snare of thing wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't so much embarrassed so as I was, like, annoyed. That like I had a snare head break and there was uh, like this big gap where I had to change out the snare and it was and we called for help from the other bands and nobody and came. nobody was there. Oh, no. <laughs> usually bands are always so good about uh, that like if you break a string yeah. and like get a, a guitar or sure. a drum for a drum head but we're just like anybody anybody at all <laughs> anybody nobody nobody came to no us. respect yeah yeah uh, so let's talk about guitar strings one of the best mm-hmm. guitars of all time is is Hendrix I love the recording on Machine Gun. What do you guys want to say about Hendrix live? I mean, he was kind of a machine, kind of this Delta blues artist who was infused with hard rock. <laughs> what can you say about Jimmy? That hasn't been said. Yeah. It's just the, uh, the effortlessness of it. Really, is just the appeal. Well, he was the guy that made like big soaring lead guitar thing, you know, in the world. <laughs> that wasn't a thing that people did. Yeah. Before him, I feel like people forget that sometimes. It's like there wasn't such things like the big, epic, sustain, screaming Marshall Stack fuzzed out guitar solo that became such a big thing for so many years later and tone wise too like he's the first one to take razor blades to a marshall speaker to make Mm -hmm. it you know right augmented distortion we could call it (laughs) (laughs) well here's a, a classic track this is machine gun by Jimi hendrix Black Sabbath here on PRP. We're talking about our favorite live bands. I've got Anthony and Zach from Liquid Light. Uh, we were just talking about uh, Sabbath and kind of the uh, the age factor of them being on tour right now. Yeah. yeah. They're still trucking out there, at least for now. Uh, I think they're about to call today here in the next six months or so. That's got to be tough. I mean, 
that's a big part of the live gig. Live shows are exhausting, but when you're successful, the double-edged sword is they want you, mm-hmm. if you have a label, to play all the time. I mean, it, it happens to artists a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Alanis Morissette, after Jagged Little Pills, she toured for like three years straight because the label just had her out there. She quit <laughs> music. You know, She officially quit for a long time. Can you imagine being on the road in at their age hitting these tour We're dates? We're just trying to get through a month, you know. That's what we I'm have saying. a month booked here. <laughs> you know, it's funny because occasionally those conversations have popped up. It's like, man, we're going out for a whole month. It's just like, yeah, like, what, what did you expect? You know, like, this is what you wanted. You know, a lot of bands tour for like eight months out of the year. You know, right. it's just like, so if we can't handle a month, then what the heck are we doing here? The year before BB King died, he played 300 shows in that year. Yeah, so like, there you go. That, that's BB King. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it gets daunting at times, but yeah. such is life, right? I mean, what's the better alternative? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody's different, of course. But if you wanted to be in a band and like do all that good stuff, bands do. It's like that's what bands do. It's like what? What did you think you were gonna avoid that somehow? Like, because <laughs> it's it's not gonna work out that way. Yeah, that's a nice test too to mm-hmm. go on the road with your bandmates. I mean, usually you mm-hmm. either have a lineup change or be bound for life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how that goes, right? I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, Corey uh, is also my roommate, so we got that part covered, you know? Sweet. You guys, though. Just messing with the rhythm <laughs> section. <laughs> We're here to throw a wrench in the back. Yeah. It'll be good. I can't wait, honestly. So we're going to play All Others Pay Cash. So talk to me about this song. Yeah, this is... uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Of course, got a couple of Liquid Light tracks here on the playlist. We're heading into the second hour. So I wanted to give some fans a taste. This is off of an initiated um, record that came out the end of last year, right? November 4th. Yeah. Last year. Almost at the uh, one year anniversary. But uh, any experiences? How do you guys feel about playing this one live? Did it translate? This track? Yeah, all of those pay cash. How did it translate from the studio to live? Well, you know, we haven't played it live lately, but it was definitely a staple of our live set for a while there. Mm. And this was one of the ones that we even were playing live before the record was out. You know, it was one of the first songs that we finished for the record. Mm. Sounds like a good show opener. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever opened with it. Maybe we have. Actually, probably not. I don't think we have, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. You know, it was fun. It was to the point. It's hard not to play too fast. We sure. always tended to do that with yeah. this one. Yeah. But, you know. I, no, this is a, one of my favorite songs off the record. You can hear Liquid Light play this and much, much more in the fall tour that's coming up. We're going to have those dates in the second hour. But for now, please enjoy all of this pay cash here on Portland Radio Project. Powerhouse, that's Audio Slave, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, and the band members from Rage Against the Machine, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, shame on you. Uh, well, we are talking about our favorite live bands tonight, and we are extremely lucky to have Anthony and Zach from Liquid Light uh, in studio with us, and we're also extremely lucky to live in Portland, because we have one of the best live music scenes, uh, even with all of its struggles, I think they're shared across the nation, but... Any anticipation you have? I mean, you haven't been on a tour this big before, so... Never, or any size, for that matter, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, this is going to kick off kind of a new chapter for the band. Absolutely. For sure. How do you Absolutely. feel about that? I definitely feel like it's time, <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I wish that... Well, I don't know. I mean, there are no regrets, you know? It wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to get started two years ago or anything, you know? Sure. But it didn't, and that's okay, and we're doing it now, and I can't wait. 
really can't. It's going to be great. But, you know, we haven't even gotten out of this city ever. Yeah. We've never <laughs> even played in Eugene or anything or, like, Vancouver it, <laughs> or <be>. Seattle <laughs> or Bend yeah. or Salem or anything. You know, we've never, like, it's crazy to think about, like, what were we thinking, you know? And you know who's mm-hmm. not going to dig that compared to your old setup is Zach here because breaking down drums, yeah, <laughs> taking them across the country every yeah. day. You know? oh. You're used to it, though, yeah. I'll get used to it. He's a hard worker. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to let him use other people's drums. <laughs> yeah. Out of laziness. I know, yeah. Yeah. Don't be yeah. piggybacking it's a on of mine, a back of. I don't really like, even like using other people's drums. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're nice drums, it's just kind of like, it's use not, your own yeah. stuff, you know? Like, don't be lazy. Right. It's kind of like I know sound guys like it too. So I don't want to like mic everything up. But I get that. Still, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, like, come on, dude. Like, if, if you're just... switching out your cymbals and your snare, you might as well just do the whole kit. Like, right. well, it's particularly a pet peeve when it's like another band has like their logo on the kick drum, and then a oh. band will use their kit, and then like the other band's logo logo is just in the background of like their whole set. <laughs> it's just like. Seems kind of counterproductive, you know what I mean? Like, Someone with random pictures. Has I, know, I no guess idea. it's not that big <laughs> right. of a deal, but it's just every time I see that, I'm just like, really? You know? Yeah. You'd rather just like display the other band's logo than use your stuff that you already, by the way, brought with you and have sure. ready to go right there. Right. You know? <laughs> just to save so, a, a sound guy 15 yeah, minutes. So I definitely yeah. prefer not doing that. <laughs> the woes of the road. But I'm not the drummer, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll be getting used to it. Plenty of uh, live dates. We're going to cover those in just a bit. Again, we've got two songs right now, uh, Planting Seeds by Dredge and then another local band, Human Ottoman. Here it is, Dredge on Portland Radio Project. That's Human Ottoman here on PRP uh, with Anthony Medici and Zach Rodriguez talking about live bands and touring and the rigors of the road. (laughs) You were just saying uh, off the air, Anthony, talking about being comfortable with your songs and kind of hopefully the nervousness of that everyone feels, you know, when they start touring will go away. But I'm sure bands do that. I'm sure Radiohead could play Creep in their sleep, You you know. It's not that we're like... Not confident in what we're doing, but it's we haven't had the luxury of playing so many shows in a row to where it just truly becomes like second nature. Because you know, if we like play a show and something doesn't go right, then we'll have like a month before we get to try it again or right. something, you know. And then by then, it's just kind of like reboot. And like, I'm not saying we haven't learned from some mistakes, but I don't know. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's like totally. you play so many shows, five shows a week or whatever, and. I can only imagine it'll make us so much sharper. No question. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll. And it, just more relaxed and like yeah. having the vibe will be more just good, you know, because if the vibe's good, everything else kind of falls into place a lot of the time. Yeah. And you guys are. At the risk of sounding like a hippie. <laughs> it's all about the vibe, man. <laughs> no, man. It, it, yeah. Speaking of vibe, one of the questions yeah. I want to ask both of you is, uh, we'll start with Zach. What's the favorite venue you've played at? Oh, man. Uh, well, In any band. <laughs> This is kind of easy for me. Uh, I played Red Rocks. Oh, jeez, man. In, in 2013. Yeah, uh, the School of Rock. Yeah, it was part of yeah. the, the School of Rock All-Stars Tour. Cool. We were playing. We were opening for a, a showing of a movie at the Rocks. They were playing Wayne's World. Uh, and so yeah. we were kind of playing cool. as everyone's kind of funneling in. But, you know, by, <laughs> by the end of, like, I was playing Oh Darling for like 10,000 people. So jeez. it was a crazy moment. Oh, I can't like, imagine. How I old were you? It. I was... Uh, I was 17, 18. God, how do you yeah. handle that 
pressure yeah, being crazy. I just, I, I think I just didn't think about it. I didn't it. get to. I play. was just like, I'm just gonna look at the drums. I have a pretty cool one too. Yeah. I didn't get to play for ten thousand people, but I did in high school get to play at the Monterey Jazz Festival, which is the same stage as like the Monterey Pop stuff. You yeah. know that famous Hend- of Hendrix. Hendrix burning his yeah. guitar. Uh, they preserved the burn marks on the stage, actually. And the really? I like showed me. Oh, that's uh-huh. so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to play the Monterey Pop stage. And that was pretty great. But no, 10,000 people were not there. <laughs> <laughs> A few hundred, sure, but yeah. It's, but still, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, right. still. It was great. Um, a, lot of, a lot of bands have these wish lists of venues that they'd like to play in. What's mm-hmm. a bucket list venue for both of you guys? Being from here, I'd love to play the Crystal at some point. Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, let's see. Are we thinking realistically here, or are we thinking no? <laughs> just anywhere yeah. bucket list, man. I mean, anywhere where there's a lot of people. So like, <laughs> where you can fit like a lot of people. So like, I don't know. Playing Wembley Stadium would be crazy. Yeah, like see, that. I think yeah. of those. Or like, let's uh, go straight to the top. <laughs> I mean, Is not? there even a bigger venue in the world than that? Yeah, you know, and people think like. Obviously, the venues you'd want to hit are all the biggies. You know, the Royal Albert Hall would oh, be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, how many live videos have you seen from there? So of many, all yeah. the one of the surprising one. I'm not the biggest Killers fan, but their video at, at uh, the Royal Albert Hall is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and that's the venue I think Cream played their last mm-hmm. uh, set at. Uh, well, we're going to tip the cap right now to Corey West. This is a song that he put on the playlist. This is Village of the Sun. By Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. Uh, really amazing stuff. How do you guys think that Zappa's influenced Corey? Uh, massively. Massively. Yeah. Uh, we, we're all big Zappa fans, but Corey probably the biggest in the band. He's mm. just like a Zappa encyclopedia, you know, mm. so just it influences his everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> if I can just go ahead and speak for him. You know, you know, but, yeah. I think Zappa's no. I mean, for... Zappa's a very inspiring person just in general, you know, yeah. music yeah. aside. So No nonsense. He's great. like read his autobiography like 10 times and stuff like that. He's a very large fan. Talk to me about the percussion that Zappa always uses because it's, of course, killer drum kits, great tone, but he's got an auxiliary percussion that oh, yeah, I mean, a yeah, lot of people yeah, didn't like, do. You know, Ruth, the classic mm-hmm. you know, Mother's yeah. Vibes player. You know, yeah. There are numerous other members that mm-hmm. did the same thing, but yeah. I mean, he's always had an amazing percussive lineup at any point in time, so it's... Yeah. And was always stellar live. This is a, a live recording of oh, Village of the, of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Zappa and the Mothers of Invention here on Portland Radio Project. Breaking Stereotypes, that's Imogen Heap, one of the first electronic artists that I saw and really helped me get into that genre. Uh, I had the misconception beforehand that if it wasn't everything live, live, it wasn't a live show, but man, she proved me wrong. A lot of great electronic artists I've seen live. Um, Broods was here last year, um, brother-sister from uh, New Zealand, and they had one auxiliary player. It just proves that your art, no matter how you put it out there on stage, can be good if it, you know you put your heart into it. Doesn't matter the genre. I was, you know, Anthony and I were talking about reggae. Like he saw Ziggy. I think mm-hmm, I said, right. if you're not, even if you're not a reggae fan, you go to your first reggae show and you'll become a reggae fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I want to talk now about some of the dates you guys have coming up. Uh, you're going to be going to Seattle right after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first stop. Uh, where exactly? I'm glad that happened because we almost didn't go to Seattle. 
Yeah. You, I really wanted to. I've wanted to play in Seattle for you years. You've got to. Yeah. yeah. You guys are playing I've the... I've played there once before only, but not with Liquid Light. Mm. Different band a couple years ago. What uh, what venue were you at up there? Uh, the Central, actually. Oh, same. The same venue, so I have played the Central once before. That's killer. It's great. It's a cool spot. Then you guys are going to be it's rounding. Like a legendary place, man. Nirvana came up in that club. Allison Soundgarden, Chains. Allison Chains. Yeah. yeah. Mud Honey, Screaming Trees. Club, yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. You guys are going to kill right? it there. Uh, I mean, there is a ton of tour dates. You're going to be on tour from November 20th, technically the 15th, um, through, uh, it says you're coming back October 22nd, and then you're going to go down on November 4th and do a show in Eugene. But I'm just going to go through some of the dates here. You've got Boise on the 21st of September, mm. uh, Salt Lake City on the 22nd. You're going to be in uh, Denver on the 23rd. And then there's some venues that are... Um, uh, still to be announced in Omaha, Kansas, St. Louis. Looks like you're doing a couple nights in St. Louis. Yeah. That would be killer. Well, um, hopefully, if uh, they both come through. We're still wrapping up the final bookends, you know, not as you just wood. said. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm sure we'll play at least one show there. Dude, you guys are hitting a lot of great places. Yeah, the we Profit are. The Bar in Dallas. Uh, yeah, Mason Music Hall. Of course, from Dallas, so oh. he's got some friends and family down there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. we're playing with our buddy's band, Zoju. And he's a guy, his name's Uriah. He used to live here like years ago, but he moved back home. And I haven't seen him in like five years. Hmm. We'll actually be able to like hang and play a show together. So, That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. And this is a shout out to my uh, peeps in Arizona. We've got some Arizona listeners. That's where I'm originally from. Uh, they're playing in Tucson on October 9th at the Loud House. Uh, Tucson's a cool city. It's like a... Uh, pretty different from a lot of places in Arizona. It's a cool college town. You guys will, will love it there. Um, 2002, one of my favorite clubs to hit. It was actually called Plush, but it was like, mm-hmm. it, it was an alt club kind of, cool. you know, you can see where they got the name from. Right. Uh, and then just after that, they're going to be headed up to Phoenix, and you guys are playing the Seth Diplomat Center on October 10th. As that gets close, I'd like to work with some of those venues and do some giveaways for our friends um, in Phoenix. So we'll uh, maybe do that and definitely promote the show. So uh, Phoenix folks and Tucson folks, I'll be reminding you as that comes up. Uh, But you're doing the right thing, too. I look here, you're hitting SoCal basically um, early October through mid-October. You're doing the leg, man. San Diego, L.A., Santa Barbara, San Jose, and then San Francisco. Yeah, a lot of California shows. More on the way, I think, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you've yeah you've got another Sacramento on uh, you're heading back there. Mm. Um, then you're doing the the organ run down the five Bend Eugene and Salem. Uh, do you know where you're playing in Bend yet? I got a bunch of friends out there. That uh, love to come out and see I don't think that one's totally confirmed yet. We'll be sure to let you know. Yeah, for is. sure. So it should be very soon now. But yeah, I've never been to most of these places. I've never been to except for Washington and California. I've never been to any of these places. States, I mean, not wow. like venues, yeah. you know. Right. I mean, those two, obviously, but, you know. So it's going to be crazy, you know. And I haven't really – I got back from Berkeley and Boston in 2010, and I haven't really left the state in any serious fashion since then. So I'm ready. Yeah, get Let's your – bring it. Mm-hmm. Your statewide passport punched. <laughs> yeah, got to update that. Zach, what do you think about all these dates stacked on each other? I mean, what are your feelings about heading out on these as you look at this string of tour dates? I mean – I've certainly never been away from home for any this amount of time. I mean, I mm-hmm. went to Germany for two weeks. That's the longest I've ever been away for anything. So um, it's crazy to think that I'm going to be, you know, going out and playing music for people all across the country, which is, it's 
It hasn't really hit me yet. It's not. It's yeah, not. Right? It's, it's like, not going to hit know, me until we're actually doing. So we have it, all these think. like great plans in the yeah. work, and nothing has happened yet. Of course, they will. You know? Sure. Uh, but uh, you know, it's easy to talk about, and it's fun to talk about. But once we're actually doing it, it's just going to be like, geez, we're actually doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of go. Kind of. I think the main thing that I, that anybody who's toured would tell you is, take those moments to be mindful because mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy and things are going to be. You know, going wrong, and you'll have some fortune, but that's yeah. just it. Try to remember. We're pretty lucky. We're working with some people who really believe in what we're doing and are really helping us out a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I just appreciate all the support and enthusiasm of our, you know, small yet efficient team. You know, mm. and it's great. I couldn't be happier right now. Things have never, never been better in Liquid Light world. Mm. I'm excited for you guys to share your music because in this day and age, there's so many conduits for people to get music out there. But the most powerful is a live performance. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I'm sure you guys go see a live band that you don't know. I mean, your opinion most of the time is made up from a live show. Yeah. And musicians feel if you're going to do this live, I mean, that's where you should shine. As a matter of fact, most bands, I feel, should try to capture that live thing on the record. And, and most times with a great band, the record mm-hmm doesn't feel like, you know what I mean, that power isn't there. We have done most of our records that way. Only one we didn't do that way, but yeah, the last, the first one and the last two have been, well, I mean, there have been some overdubs after the fact. Right. The, the basic tracks were like drums, bass, and two guitars together in a room. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring you know, up, yeah, yeah. Uninitiated feels exactly like, it feels like a, a live, Yeah, it basically you know? is. That's how we yeah. wanted it to feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys knocked it out of the part with Minimal part overdubs, with I mean, there's a couple of little things. Sure. A couple of guitar yeah. spots, the lead, the solos were overdubbed, mm. and the vocals. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'd actually be kind of fun to uh, even track the vocals live. I've been thinking about that a little bit. Yeah. Because mm. it's a whole, like, different thing, you know, when you're playing and you have the energy of the band than when you're, like, trying to, like sing well behind the microphone and yeah. with it blasting in the headphones. I mean, that's how it's always been, and it turns out good that way. That's the standard way. But did you? I think if that? we could pull it off with just the vocals live, too, that'd be pretty cool. Did you do scratch vocals while you recorded live? Only or on, like, two or three songs. Okay. For band reference. Yeah, just form <laughs> issues. But yeah. we were actually yeah. in the room together, so I couldn't sing too loud because it'd be picked up by the drum mics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if we actually recorded the vocals live, I'd have to be in, like, a separate room. Yeah, I'm sure. Put you in timeout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> well, exactly. I mentioned them earlier. The next song on our PDX Spotlight playlist is Sigaros. This is probably one of their most uh, famous songs. Um, the Icelandic word is hipopla, and it's translated to jumping in puddles. This is a song about trying to stay young. It's been featured on a ton of soundtracks. And I apologize. If you don't know Icelandic, you can look up the lyrics. Here's Sigaros here on Portland Radio Project. <laughs> One of the first prog rock bands that I don't think listeners knew was prog rock. That's Yes here on Portland Radio Project. Uh, do you think it takes a special type of musician to not be in a prog rock band because you could get people to go in and, and record some things, but I just don't understand how a band like Dream Theater can play a 20-minute long song and them keep up in their head. I know if it's yours, but A, if you're writing that, it's going to be a part of you, but just to prepare yourself... To play for that long is crazy. I think if you're able to write stuff like that, playing it probably isn't too much of an issue. Yeah. You know, because yeah. writing it's the hard part, really. Uh, 
if you're able to do that at all. Sure. You know? And uh, uh, it's just a breed <laughs> of yeah. musicians. You know, they're out there. Uh, yeah, what can I say about prog rockers? Yeah, good like, pe- good people. Same thing. <laughs> I think that same beast resides in fusion jazz players that can oh, sit yeah. up there and, mm. and do the same thing. Yeah, we, but prog rock is much more orchestrated. Yeah, yeah. A little, bit, yeah, obviously, yeah, more more thought out and and more deliberate. Mm. Uh, well, I've got Zach and Anthony from Liquid Light. If you're listening to us, you're on PRP.FM right now. You can hit us up on the talk board. But now I want to talk to them. We've been talking about the a great live bands and great performances because they're going on tour here shortly. Um, not your favorite live band, but what was, and it could be this, but what's your favorite or the best live show that you have seen? I mean, the Chili Peppers have got to be up there, man. And part of the reason is just the clarity. Usually when you see a band, there's like a couple people who are the focal points and then other people while doing a good job, you know, you don't really like hone in on as much. Right. Uh, but that band's like, everybody is just such a star and, uh, and they all react to each other and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, more recently, I saw the Thurston Moore band, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth, uh, and he had Steve Shelley with him, who's also in Sonic Youth, and then Deb, the bass player from My Bloody Valentine, oh. was in the band also, and then they had another guitar player who I can't remember the name of. I met him, though. He was a nice guy. Also very good. And they put on one of the best shows I've seen lately, you know? It's cool to see old pros like that, you know? Yeah, for like, sure. Mm-hmm. It's old by a certain you know standard, you know? <laughs> not like Paul McCartney old, which Season. I also saw recently and was also yeah, I saw really, that really good on Facebook. I was extremely jealous. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna hop in the bad at picking favorites boat as well. Um, but recently I saw <laughs> Boris. <laughs> I saw Boris live. I don't know if you've uh uh-uh. um, were kinda, you there when they played the Wonder recently? Yeah, oh, I went. We uh, okay. Uh, and they're kind of like a sludge doom metal kind of act, okay. um, three piece band. Um, but they're all amazing. You know, you have, and they didn't play Hawthorne. They didn't play Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Right? Instead of, Wilbur, um, that's odd. but they just, they bring like, you know, they're extremely noisy and extremely high energy. So like, there's not a lot of clarity there, but they certainly play their butts off and like, they, they know how to create this kind of like you know, very dark atmosphere, but there's kind of this lightheartedness to it at the same time because the drummer's like, yeah, everybody, <laughs> clapping and getting everybody excited. So it's like, this really, it was this really weird duality of experiences and I, I really enjoyed it a lot. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So I've asked you your favorite shows or some shows that have impressed you. If you had to choose right now, you've got one last show to see and you're going to kick the bucket. Who's that last band that you would want to see? I'd love to see David Gilmore from Pink mm. Floyd, man. I really, really would. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to come around, though. Yeah, he did that solo record, another solo record about four years ago, but I think he said that was his mm. his last effort. But yeah, as a guitar player, he'd be something else to see live. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I'd, you know, Pink Floyd is one of my all-time favorites. Mm. So he's one of those guys that I would pay a lot of money to go see if he yeah. came around, you know. In any of his iterations. Yeah. I could have seen him in any of his stages of his career and been happy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Probably more so now because he's got a collection mm-hmm. of all of his songs. Mm-hmm. How about you, Zach? You're uh, you're going to kick the bucket. What's the last ticket you're going to buy? Man, well, I can't see Zappa anymore because that's not around. Yeah, so the next best Zappa. thing, the next best thing is Dweezil with yeah. you know Zappa plays Zappa. Um, we've already seen one time and it was you know, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah um, I've seen that too, and it's very yeah. very good. So I would you know if there was one like kind of a complete package, you know. Um, 
it would definitely be seeing them playing any Zappa at all, really, because I mm. saw them when they played the Roxy record in full, actually. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, that's it's one of my favorite Zappa records, so I was especially excited. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see them again with Napoleon Brock, yeah. if that would ever happen again, mm. um, and like the full ensemble, so... There's a yeah. Zappa show tonight at Dante's. Um, there is? Ike Willis um, is a father of a friend of mine, Isaac Willis, and he played guitar with uh, yeah, Zappa. Yeah, I know who Ike Willis is, yeah. yeah. He's at Dante's tonight, so if really? you want a, a fix of... Like some, playing Zappa music? Yep, they're playing Zappa really? tunes tonight at Dante's. Oh, jeez. Yeah, a little, little party over there. Uh, nice. So we're going to play another track from Uninitiated. We're actually going to play the title track. This is... Uh, I love the energy on this track. It is just one of those songs, I think for me, the reason I picked this to be the last song of yours uh, tonight that I wanted to showcase is it feels live. Mm-hmm. And again, we talked about that in the last segment, but this is one I think, uh, if listeners haven't heard, check this out. This is Liquid Light doing what they do. This is Uninitiated here on Sounds of PDX. That's our special guest, Liquid Light. I've got uh, Anthony Medici and Zach Rodriguez. They've been my guests all night. We've been talking about live bands because next Thursday night they're kicking off their tour. uh, And we're not going to see them for a while here in PDX. So I want to wish you well. Uh, Thank you very much. Always appreciate the support you guys have given us. Guys, before we send you off, any shout-outs or thank yous you'd like to say? Mm. To Steve, right? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? (laughs) Yeah, shout-out to to Noah Baxter. Oh, yeah, Noah. No one's listening. Hopefully, the people that I work with at, at Hot Pot and Sushi are listening. Um, <laughs> and just I'll, to our I guess bandmates who are not here, Corey and Gage. Yeah. And I want to thank They're Veronica, missed. too. for. Oh, of course. Thanks, Veronica. Yeah, helping me get As organized always. every time we have you on. So uh, we definitely appreciate it. Well, once again, uh, this is my last broadcast from the Tiffany Center. Yeah, Next how about we, that? Yeah. How many times have we done this now here? It's right. Been, it's been a good run. We see I'm that. glad I got to come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zach hadn't been here yet, so... Yeah. Got to see the uh, the last of PRP here. So uh, until next time. But not time, the last of PRP. That's right. Right. PRP from Tiffany part. Center, not yeah. from <laughs> the Day Center. Until then, be good, and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Sounds of PDX. Join me every Thursday night from 7 to 9 on PRP.FM, Portland Radio Project.